This is this is fine. This is fine. This is fine. This is fine. This is a poor substitute for therapy, but an excellent substitute for other podcasts. We're not like other podcasts. Join us as we find the answers to the universe's biggest questions like, is butter a carb? Does crying burn calories? And what the fuck am I doing with my life? We're here to be your part-time therapist, astrologer, concierge doctor, and fairy godmother. Do you need someone to validate you today? Cool, cool, cool. Come on in. We're fine. This is fine. Welcome back to this week's episode, y'all. I hope you're fine. Today, we have my dear, dear friend, Courtney Rash here with us. Courtney is like my fairy godmother big sister or fairy god big sister, as well as my neighbor, hairstylist, the Chris McMillan to my Jennifer Aniston, which is a very niche reference. And if you just got that, slide it to my DMs so I can send you a prize. She's the owner and master stylist at Ashen Salon in La Jolla, California, an entrepreneur, educator, mom, and all around rock star who inspires me every single day. Courtney and I initially bonded over some mutual traumas, which like isn't funny, but it's kind of funny now. And she has been through some seriously difficult shit, including a traumatic brain injury, a broken back, and more that I'm going to let her explain, as if those two first things weren't enough. In the midst of all this, she continued to run a business, one that she's had for about 15 years, get engaged and married, have a baby, and girl boss so, so close to the sun. I brought her in today for our first edition of a series called Trauma Hour. Basically, we are going to drink wine, unpack, talk about some real shit, and use humor as a coping mechanism while talking about what we've learned. Fun, right? Yay, trauma! Hopefully, though, after this, you feel a little bit less alone, a little more validated, and maybe a bit lighter overall. Before we get started, if you would like to support our show, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisisfinepodcast. If you don't have the means to sign up on Patreon, we'd sincerely appreciate a five-star rating if you feel we've earned it, of course. And if you subscribe to the podcast itself, it all helps us grow. Thank you so much. All right. Welcome to Trauma Hour, Courtney. Hey. <laughs> I'm so stoked you're here. Um, I have absolutely no idea how this conversation is going to go. Uh, we've opened a bottle of wine. Um, big thanks to my beautiful, sweet dentist, Sienna Palmer, who gave us Palm Rosé. I wish my dentist gave me Rosé. I know, right? I hope she's hearing this. You're so special to me, Sienna. Um, <laughs> me too, Sienna. <laughs> Thank you for this wine, because for some reason, these two besties are really nervous about recording our first podcast together. Yeah, you know, <laughs> voice in front of you, in your ears, it's a little bit intimidating. It feels disgusting. Sorry, <laughs> right, we'll get there. All right, well... All right. Um, all right, so we're kicking off the series called Trauma Hour, which is a really scary-sounding thing that I think is only funny to me right now, but my hope is that it will sound funny to other people because I'm like, yeah, it's happy hour, but you start drinking and then you start unpacking all your shit with your friends. Yeah. Right? Like, Yeah. I mean— That's most of the time, right? Yeah. yeah that's cool, basically, cool. you know, being a hairstylist, essentially, all Oh, day. yeah. So you— <laughs> These conversations I thoroughly enjoy, yeah. clearly. Yeah, everyone's always unloading on you, huh? Yeah, it's yeah. the best. <laughs> the worst, but the best. So, like, you're a therapist and a hairstylist and a business owner. Can you just, like, unpack all of that first? Like, tell people who you are and don't be afraid to brag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you're funny. Um, so, yeah, I— own a hair salon down in La Jolla, California. It's so beautiful. It's very cute. <laughs> yeah. We're right in Wind and Sea, right by the water. I've been there for 15 years. Um, taught classes all over, teaching hair painting, balayage, and taught in the schools. Um, 
I have a little two-year-old girl. Yeah, you She's do. She's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> She's so cute. Little Liv. We speak to her in French, too. <laughs> yes. She's, she speaks French. Well, she speaks, on her, well on her way. Yeah, she speaks French. The most important words, like when she's eating bread, she's like, encore. <laughs> Again, more bread. <laughs> more bread. More bread. Love her. <laughs> she's the best. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, just kind of momming out life at the moment and figuring out the balance of all the things. Yeah. And, Running a business. Running a business and, yeah, being mom, business, wife, recovering from traumatic brain injury. Yeah, that's what we're going to get into a little bit today, yeah. too. Yeah, and just kind of, you know, figuring out how to balance all the things and yeah, find joy. Yeah, just like all and, of us. Yeah, and yeah. Do, it, do it where I, there's intention and joy yeah. more than anything mixed in with it. And how do I find joy in life with all of the things? Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I'm at and just— kind of trying to help people along the way. I have a lot of girls that work for me and have worked for me in the past. So I feel like conversations about women and for women and with women is so impactful and important and needs to happen a little bit more. Yeah, love I think that. That's why I feel like so lucky to be in the position I'm in with my job is that I have like a personal hand in the ability to connect with women and- Build them up. I, yeah, build yeah. them up and see, give them- you know, kind of a different point of view or someone to like look up to in a healthy kind of way of that this is actually achievable. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. So I think that clients is great. Work is great. All that is a lot of work. It's awesome. But where I've found the most fulfillment in my entrepreneurial life is really is teaching people or helping people, women specifically, get to a more confident, successful place and yeah. that seems to give me more back than actually doing hair and entrepreneurship alone. It's amazing. Yeah. I love that. See, this is this is why I have you here today. Anyone <laughs> listening is like, holy shit. <laughs> we'll get no, there. No, like, yeah, actually, <laughs> like, oh my God. Okay. okay. So since we're kicking off trauma hour, I would just like to ask you, like, how are you feeling? Are hmm. you excited? Are you nervous? Like, what's going on in your world today? Um, today, I'm slightly overwhelmed. Yeah. But, cool. you know, I start most days that way. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in my natural habitat. It's like in the in the zone, you know, yeah. the vibe of um, where I'm at or what I'm doing. I'm all good yeah. when I'm there. It's just the kind of the wind up. Yeah. And your sunburn's healing. Sunburn's healing. Yeah. Yeah. You had a fun time in the ER the other night. Oh, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, just throw a little ER mix and like, you know, yeah. work and would it be an average month? Busy life. And then <laughs> right? you're just like fully lose it oh yeah I'm good I'm good I'm good I'm good I'm fine fine. yeah good um something that I love that you right yeah exactly something I love that you brought up is funny because we just recorded episode two with Dr. Kevin Gilliland who is a clinical psychologist we love him he was just kind of talking about finding joy in the struggle and how a lot of times we think that they have to exist separately they're mutually Mm -hmm. exclusive but you kind of just brought that up like finding joy in the struggle and how we can feel like a mess and still be an inspiration to other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that is such a cool thing because you really are such an inspiration to so many people. And I'm not just saying that because we're friends and I'm gassing you up on a podcast. <laughs> but like you do, like on the surface, like everyone looking at you could be like, damn, she really has her shit together. Like she's so pretty. She's dressed well. She owns a business. She's married. She's got a super cute baby, a super cute dog. She lives in La Jolla. She just rolled up here in her like Gucci boots and her <laughs> Range Rover. Like she's crushing life. And then at the same time, like uh, like we were just on my couch being like, I had to go to the ER because my skin's coming off yep. from a sunburn. Like 
and in my head, I'm like failing at all the things yes, every day. That's the so, thing. And you tell me that too, because like, yeah. it is like I'm failing things in my head yeah. that other people on the outside would never know. And yep. it's like, oh, it's because all of us are going through that same yep. kind of experience. Yep. And that's what I mean about just being able to kind of have a platform of women in front of me, I think has really helped me realize that you just have to keep going. You get through, yeah. right? And the most that you can do is show that you can get through yeah. because you don't really realize that so many people or people in general are looking up to you or looking at you even. Yeah, right? and now your daughter on top exactly. of all of that, like the very earliest memories she's going to have in her whole life are forming right now watching yep. you. No right. pressure. Which is like actually the biggest pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ever. But you're fine, it's fine. <laughs> and I know that she's amazing, but... It's more or less the pressure of providing her that happy, you know, joyful childhood experience, yeah. but also get life done and feel fulfilled myself. Yeah. So. Yeah. Still being an individual. Right, You're not just a mom. my life, but yeah. also give her the best childhood that she deserves or yeah. memories that she deserves and contentment and those kinds of things. So I feel like. The most important part of the daily struggle is just to know you just got to get out of the house. Yeah. Got to get out of the house. Yes. The psychologist literally just said this too. Yeah. You (laughs) got to get get out of the house. Into the environment because Mm -hmm. I found that once I get out of the house and into any environment, I'm around other women or people that 90% of the time will make me feel better or I'll make them feel better with what I'm going through. Yep. And then ultimately that makes me feel better. Yeah. It's that so, validation, that bond, yeah, like when you can share interaction it. Yep. And connection and talking. And I think during COVID, we kind of all got a little bit more comfortable talking about our worries and, yeah. and our anxieties and fears. And I think that there's a lot of strength that comes with that yeah, in, in totally. life, you know, yeah. and especially just getting through the days and, and, you know, life is hard right now and the world is kind of sad and things are tough, but really what's most important is just, you know, human connection and knowing yeah. that we're all have good days and bad and yeah. me and my Range Rover and my <laughs> cute car and my beautiful Gucci boots. We still have hard days. <laughs> we have hard days in those boots. <laughs> Walk a day in these boots. And you would know, know it's yes, not all sunshine. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I'm a fucking queen. Yeah, But totally. other days I'm like, I'm a fucking loser, yeah. but I really am a queen. I am a cave troll. <laughs> we're going to get there sometimes I just got to get out of the house. Yeah, so. it's, it's a mix of yeah. both. Do you think that like being more open with and like honest and upfront with the times that are hard make it easier for you to get back to the moments where you feel more queenly? I feel like it gives people around me that or that work for me or clients or family, whatever, it allows me to be softer and kinder yeah. to myself because yeah. I feel that I'm being honest with everyone around me. Yeah. So when people, with the pressures of, of like what you just said, right? I have all, I have these people or all of these things, the pressures of life and your kids and, you know, people that work for you or people that you work for. Yeah. Those pressures are a lot. And when, and when that kind of gets broken down to, oh, we're just both people, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. That it gives someone so the much, permission to also be honest. Right. We're both here on this planet together, yeah. right? Uh, my path led me to a different place than yours did. It doesn't mean that it wasn't hard or right. it wasn't a struggle or, you know, like I, I didn't have 
bad days also. And the fact that you do is that's okay. And you can still be in this place as I am or where you want to be with those days as well. Yeah. I feel like sometimes we're supposed to like, or we think we're supposed to pretend to not have those problems. I don't know. I've I've gotten a lot of feedback on that. And I'm torn sometimes because I've gotten feedback from female therapists that I've been through, been to over the years that have said, you know, no show about work every day. Like you are a queen and you Mm -hmm. are, you know, on top of all of it and nothing is affecting you and you've got this and nothing's anything but perfect. And, and I do understand that. And I think that that's very important because part of it's why you do get out of the house every day Yeah, and you show up in a role and that role and that character that you play every day at work is one that is important because sometimes it actually snaps you out of your own head. Yeah. Which is hard, good some days, but it's also really good. But then there's the side where I've, I don't know, is that real? What if I'm not feeling like that person that day? What if I'm not feeling like a leader? Yeah. How do I lead people when I don't feel like a leader? Right. Right? So it's like, do I just show up and pretend that everything's great? Or or do I say I'm having a really hard time and I show up with no makeup on and look like a mess? I feel like either so I've done work. both. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, I've done this experiment. <laughs> How did that go for you? <laughs> I found that right in the middle is the sweet spot, right? Yeah. You got to show up looking good. You got to show up, period. Yeah. You have to present yourself in a certain way, whether or not you're feeling like you deserve it or that is you. Yeah. You have to show up in a certain way. And then once you show up, you can communicate your struggles. You can communicate to those people what you're feeling and how you're feeling because they also showed up and they also 90% of the time are also feeling some, it was hard for them to get there as well. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's how we bonded. Right. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. You know, this is like a true get you a girl who can do both. Like she shows up like a queen, but she's also going to tell you all the shit that's going down. So then it, like I was saying, like permission for other people to share as well and not right. have to fake it. Well, and I like think she that, yeah. can do it, then I can do it. Exactly. Right? Like she can still be happy and joyful and successful yep. and giving and loving yep. to other people. Mm-hmm. So we first bonded my very first appointment with you. So Haley, if you are listening, thank you so much for Hi. referring me to Courtney <laughs> to get my hair done <laughs> because it just blossomed into this beautiful friendship. And now we literally live like three feet from each other. Yep. <laughs> Best thing ever. Yeah. Um, so we live in a commune. Um, it's just <laughs> us and our dogs and family. Um, when I say family, I mean your family because I'm alone. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you start like a mom talk. I know. Oh yeah. Do we need Have some more wine? That? Mom talk. Yeah. No. Tell a me more. Mom. Oh, I heard about the drama, but yeah. I am so out of it. Thank you for this wine. Okay. We all live in the same apartment complex. All right. If you're listening at home and you're drinking with us, um, it's time to pour another. Yep. Um, Cheers. Oh, Dan, can you get this sound? I'm talking to our producer while we're recording. I'm just going to do this in front of the microphone. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's the good stuff. (laughs) All right. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Wait, can I make a clinking noise, too? This isn't even sound effects. We're doing it live. (laughs) Again. Okay. (laughs) More cowbell. Um, Cool. So we, back to our regularly scheduled programming. We three feet from each other. Yeah, totally. And we, this all started with an appointment, which is literally like, we're just talking about how you give this space, this safe space for women, men, whoever comes through your door to kind of unwind a little bit, feel like they're taken care of, feel like they're seen. 
And that's kind of what we're trying to do here. But Mm -hmm. this is where our friendship started because I started talking about some stuff I had been going through leading up to that point. And you opened up about something really gnarly that I think a lot of people would feel more seen and supported if you shared a little bit about today, if you're comfortable. I'm just going to keep liquoring you up until you (laughs) I'm going to open a book at this point in my life, which is kind of nice because, you know, you get to to hide. No, you have nothing to hide once you've kind of overcome some things. Yeah. I'm just here, you know, and I'm happy to be here. My struggles and, and the things that I have been through are what got me here. And so I feel like, you know, it's the hardest times in life are really what leads you to a place of contentment. I truly think that. Right. Um, it's also what leads people to, yeah. it leads people to me, right? Yeah. So you came to me that night and there's times that I share things and there's times I don't, mm-hmm. right? Um, it kind of depends on the mood, but really a lot of it is like, I'm 35 years old. I have a lot of people and clients and women that are in my world that are younger. Mm-hmm. And my 20s were hard. They were all fun, super fun. <laughs> super fun. Super fun. <laughs> really, 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 really fun. <laughs> we like to have fun. Yeah. But with that being said, you, you know, the insecurities in your own brain as a female and without having that partner or having found that place that you feel like every person, woman especially, is is told that they need to find, right? Right, yeah. The husband, yep. the career, the, the, correct the confidence, the house, the all of those things. In your 20s is really hard because it's ultimately you're just like, it's a very purgatory state of mm-hmm. life, in time in life. Yeah. It's like, okay, I have a lot of confidence that this person in this life that I envision for myself is right. going to happen, but... It isn't yet. And yeah, so it, how how can you be this like confident, strong, like really understood worldly woman mm-hmm. when you haven't lived that yet? And yeah. then that's okay that you have it because you're in your 20s. Yeah. So <laughs> just chill out. <laughs> Everything's like, fine. In your early 30s, just like chill yeah. out. Thank you for that. I needed chill a little out. bit of that. <laughs> Honestly, like if I could just go back and take like three seconds each day to just tell myself none of this really matters yet. This is fine. It's fine. Yeah. This is fine. This is fine. Even the struggle is fine. Yeah. It's impossible in the moment to tell yourself that or to, you know, it's it's like we we read all the things, we listen to the podcast, but when you're in it, it's hard. So hard. It's so like hard. Like even getting out of the house sometimes. Like you, we both went through it's that. It's so hard. Like getting out for a walk. Argument and you're yeah. feeling this way about your relationship or someone you're dating or your family and it impacts every other thing in your life. Yeah. And is it okay that I let this circumstance in my life overshadow the potential to enjoy life yeah. or the good things? Right. The fact that I'm stressed out about something going on with my family, am I going to cancel the fun concert I was invited to tomorrow right. or today. Which would have made you feel so much better. Right. Yeah. But like, I can't because I feel like I can't in my mind. So I think a lot of where I've come to in this point at being almost 36 is just knowing or knowing that the struggle is actually what leads you to that place of right. understanding and contentment and For the joy. greater good. <laughs> yeah. And the ability to like help other women see the light when they're in it. Yeah. So, you know, when I have these clients and younger women and girls that come to me, I feel like they share certain things. I'm like, 
okay, yeah, that's hard, but you're still really young. So yeah. you're not through it yet. Yeah, you got a you lot know, of time. You have, <laughs> right, you got a lot of time, but also like there's more to come, but you can have all of these things with that too. Yeah. So my whole thing is like, look, I've been through this, this, and this, right? Which was hard. I, I had a um Yeah, let's head break on it heart. down. Okay, yeah. so let's break it down. Um, a few, four years ago, I had a head-on car accident or seizure that caused a head-on car accident. While you were driving. While I was driving, um, which uh, resulted in a TBI, well, pretty bad traumatic brain injury, um, a broken back, a, a compression fracture, three vertebrae, um, tore all the tendons and ligaments in my left ankle. <laughs> Super cool. I'm like, what else? Um, yeah, you, no, those are the main things. You had never had a seizure before. Never had a seizure before. And did they ever figure that out? I was 28. Mm-hmm. It was 5.30 p.m. on a Wednesday. I was just driving. To, I had my brand new Frenchie puppy that was six weeks old and my three-day-old brand new Jaguar SUV. So I was like at the prime of my life. <laughs> just you know, thriving. Like, <laughs> I had just partnered with my business partner and he had paid a decent amount of money for the percentage that he bought. So I was like, okay, life is good. Riding on a high. Yeah, I did yeah. it. So I took the money that I got from that partnership and bought myself my first nice car, mm-hmm. right? I've pretty much, well, yeah, I've, I've gotten myself to this place in my life from a lot of diving into work to distract from other things in life and family and things like that. So work for me has always been like, not just a safe space, but always something that, yeah, my time was being spent there, but it was something that was giving back to me and I was giving to people. It's mutual. Yeah, it was mutual. Mm -hmm. So it was fueling my soul in a way that was far more than money could. So it felt like a healthy distraction. Mm. So then come 28, I've been, you know, working 12-hour days and diving so hard into work. And then also still, st- like, having a, a life with friends and, you know, yeah. being young doing and, it. and drinking <laughs> and doing all the things and the concerts and travel. and But, you know, it's it's like I, I came to this place, okay, I was 28, all the things I had, okay, my, my hard work was finally paying off, right? Yeah. It was my time to just relax and enjoy business partner bought the, so I finally treated myself bought myself a really nice car <laughs> I would do it too <laughs> I did it without like, the business partner boom <laughs> <laughs> yeah just out of so, nowhere so yeah I bought myself a car three days it was literally three, three days, days old and was driving straight with my little brand new Frenchie puppy in the passenger oh, God, seat okay oh my God. God. well okay yeah a loose term <laughs> he's kidding. doing okay he's yeah um, but yeah just driving straight you know, a couple blocks from my house and work. And next thing I know, I woke up in a hospital and they told me I had a seizure and a head-on car accident and yep. had broken my back. So I'm laying on the emergency room hospital bed and they're like, where were you going? I'm like, I have no, no idea. idea. I think I have no idea. And then I looked oh, over shit. and there's my cute little Frenchie puppy <gasps> in the ER oh. with, with oh. all the ER doctors. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, there he is. I was going to the dog park. So then oh. it kind of came back. That's where I was going. And so, yeah, just long story short, they never, apparently a lot of women have what's called a single onset seizure in their life. Wow. One, yeah, it's very common, wow. essentially, or not essentially, it's very common, apparently, Um for women between the ages, I think it's like 20 and 35. Oh, shit. Yeah, to have what's called a single onset seizure. Yeah. 
Wow, um, so cool! It just happened no while idea, you were driving. Obviously, no one ever told told me that. <laughs> I've that's never heard that. Common. Yeah, and I work was, in this field. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. There was no answers as to why. Still, isn't that's been hard to let go of, right? The lack of control, the lack of reason, the lack yeah. of the why explanation, the why. Yeah, yeah, the why really was was really hard until finally. I don't know, months later after the accident, my therapist was like, you just have to let go. Like, it's just an accident. Accidents, the word accident was made or or came to for a reason. Yeah. And it just happens. There is no explanation. You just have to let go. That's such a human thing to want to apply meaning to everything. And that's me, right? I'm like, okay, so this happened. Why? And how can I prevent it from happening again? And is this something I need to be concerned about in the future? Right. Right? Very logical. Yeah. Very action-oriented. Off all of the basic things about seizure that can cause it, right? Like drug withdrawal. Right. Right. Lack of sleep. Right. Pre-existing conditions. Yeah. Pre-existing conditions. Right. All of those things. When you cross those off and those aren't the factors that led to it, right. it's really hard to wrap your brain around as to why. Yeah. Especially when I'm in like the best place so I thought yeah. in my life. Healthy, like, succeeding, what is the lesson, happy. Right. What is the lesson here? Yeah. Why do really bad things happen to good people? To good people when they're in a good time in their yeah. life. Right. And how are you supposed to in the moment in the moment especially, it's really hard, obviously. But yeah. how are you supposed to come over that? Yeah. When you don't know why. And it feels senseless. Right. It's like, why me? So I I had a period of time where it was very much like, this isn't fair. This isn't fair. Yeah. Right. Why me? And this isn't fair. And And it's not. That's true. Right. It's not. It's simply not. But I think where I've come to from it and why I've led the path that I have since is just that why it happened and that it's not fair is that it had to happen to me for a reason so that I can, because I have this platform an ability to talk to people and give advice back and make them feel good. That's why it happened to me. Yes. So that all I can do is talk about it and show people here I am now. Yep. And this can happen to you too and you can do it too. Yep. Because in the moment it was hard. And how did I get through it? I listened to podcasts of people that are going through a TBI. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, healing your body when you've known nothing different but have being somewhat healthy is really mind-blowing yeah because when you're young you don't really think about so many things about a the medical system right, right? health insurance <laughs> doctors which, which is its own oh, thing don't yeah. get me started. <laughs> <laughs> but you know I was just like healthy young working having fun yeah you know early 20s 20s girl yeah. enjoying my life and then, but, and then thrown boom, into all this. Right. And yeah. my life became doctor's appointments and healing. And not just like a and little sick. And I still sick. owned a business <laughs> yeah. and had a dog and had a house that I had to pay for yeah. and all of these things. Ended up getting married. Ended up getting married. Yeah. In I just met my it. now husband right before the accident. Yep. So Hi, Nick. We, hi, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, accident was March and we got engaged in November. And I think largely because, you know, we're programmed these days to do it all as women, yeah. right? Like be independent, do it all, have the business, have all of the things look this certain way mm-hmm. and don't ask for help. Yeah, that's a big thing. Right. It's like, it's all kind of up to you if I can do yeah. it and I, and then so can you. Right. But also like, not everyone can do it the same way. Not everyone has the same yeah. support system. And no one's doing it without help. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And how does one ask for help when they don't, 
feel that they really have people there that can help them. Yeah, or feel like they deserve it. Right. feel like they can ask for help. Exactly. Or you've just been programmed to do it all yourself your whole life. Did the accident change that perspective for you? Mm, Good question. Yes, but I still think that how— yeah, I'm a big believer in helping all the things now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If you, I mean, it's something you've been teaching me for a while always, now. Always. Yeah. I always say, like, don't leave it all up to yourself. There's yeah. just no way. It's impossible. There's no way. It's impossible. And there's people out there that are better at it than you, and you need to utilize them. But with that being said, to utilize those people requires you to find them. Yeah. And that's a lot of work. There's a little bit of initiative required. <laughs> right. The only way I'm at, reason why I'm at where I'm at is because of I finally— found good doctors that helped me figure it out. And that took a while. that took a while, but it also took all my own research and doing. Yeah, and when you're already like, you had a brain injury, right? exactly. So Which comes with its own thing of like brain fog, Mm -hmm. inability to concentrate, Mm -hmm. pain, fatigue, all these things. And on top of that, you have to research a brand new medical team. Right, because I'm being told, you know, you're fine. We don't know why you had a a seizure. We put on the EEG. yeah. You know, what I learned in the whole process is really interesting. And my neurologist told me this actually is that they know more about the about Mars and outer space than they do about the human brain. Damn. That the makes imaging, sense. Yeah. The actual imaging technology for the brain is just not there yet because a lot of functions that from the brain that affect the body mm-hmm. and affect mental health and all those other things are caused by actual brain waves, right? So those are really hard for them to track. So seizures happen. They don't really know why they happen, but what happens and why it happens is because it's a misfiring of neurons from one side of your brain to the other. So the most that they can do is just put wires on you to see whether or not you have seizure activity in your brain waves. Okay. That requires what's called an EEG, right? So it's like, I don't know. Electroencephalograph? Like stickers stuck to your brain, <laughs> yeah. you know, to your skull, and you have to wear this like heavy kind of almost like cell phone slash. Like a pager? Like a pager on <laughs> yeah. your side. Yeah, Does anyone like, know what a pager is? For two <laughs> days. I know, right? For a couple of days. And, and my neurologist was like, yeah, you know, we, we can do that. But but what if you have seizure activity in hour 49, right? Right. And we only had those on for 48 hours. It's we so can't, hard. Well, there's no way, we don't have the technology to. To Constantly measure your brain, you. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And until they do, there's the, it's still going to be this guessing game, yeah. right? So and it might never show up. It might never show up. Yeah, right. Um, so that it, it is hard. It, it was hard, but ultimately, I finally found a doctor. I'd do my own research yeah. from that specializes in post concussion syndrome. Went and saw him, which took me seven months to get the appointment. So seven months after your accident, it took yeah. more and than half a year for you to find under a the care of a neurologist. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I went to her and I'm like, but I'm having really bad vertigo yeah. and migraines falling over. Yeah. Forgetting like I, where you're going. I, I look at you and you're spinning one way, like, and I'm spinning on the opposite direction. Whoa. And it just hits you. Like vertigo, I don't wish that upon my Anyone. worst enemy. Yeah. It's the worst thing in the entire world. Your vision goes black in one eye. Well, for me, it did anyways. Um, And it's super debilitating. Like yeah. you can't do anything. So... You're alive. Okay. You survived this. You healed your broken back. You healed your ankle. You've healed so many things ligaments, seven months the down the line. Yeah. But you're having vertigo, migraines, which are 
equally, if not more debilitating than yeah. the actual other injuries, right? right. Which were so physically vis- debilitating. Vestibular migraine? I about this and already forgot. <laughs> I don't remember because they were always together with the vertigo. Yeah, yeah. So the migraines would kind of come together. So I was having that, went to my neurologist that I was under the care of after accident. And she was like, you're fine. You're fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. We did all that we could do med- that we are supposed to do medically, which is to see whether or not you, why you had the seizure and whether or not you're epileptic, which I wasn't because I didn't have another one. Yeah. So long story short, did my own research, found another neurologist that specializes in post-concussion, went to him. He's like, you have a full-blown brain injury. Your vision's Jesus. off. And you have like next to ter- next to no vision in one eye. Wow. Lost hearing in most, in one ear. 80% of lost 80% of my short-term memory. Okay. <laughs> my whole um, like equilibrium was off. Like I was asked to close my eyes and walk on a tape on the ground um, yeah. in a line. Like the drunk Thought test. I had nailed it. I was on yeah. the other side of the room. Yeah. Like so many things that were clearly off. Um, and the other but, doctor just was like coughing right. out. She just was like, you came to me for seizure. I treated you for seizure and your concussion was not what you came to me for. With all due respect, what an asshole. <laughs> like, I mean, what we're talking like UCSD, very prominent, really, really yeah. good, really, really good neurologist. And th- this is not her fault, right? Yeah. She's inundated with work. She, I came to her for a seizure. She does not have the time to look over my emergency room report and see that I also had a concussion and maybe that these things are from that. Granted, she should. Yeah, I'm like, what you're saying is logical, but, but also. <laughs> you have to be an advocate for your own. Yeah, that's you know, the biggest lesson. Yes. Yeah, and, and they're the not biggest, taking care of you in America. <laughs> it, it takes both of us. It takes the yeah. doctor and you. You have to almost self-diagnose some things yeah. and go to these doctors. And with, that's hard, too. It is hard. Because yeah. some doctors don't take you seriously when you do that. They're like, they don't, that's but nice. you have to keep Dr. going. Yeah. You have to find another one. Yeah. You have to. And, you know, gone are the days that we just go to the doctor Yeah. and they just tell us. Right? That trust factor for me is gone. Totally. Totally gone. Yeah. And it has been up to me this whole time to figure out kind of. But seeing him, Dr. Alexander, if you're listening, (laughs) thank you. You're the best. We love you. You're the best. (laughs) Uh, He was like, you know, no, you have a full-blown TBI and you need to go to brain rehabilitation. So when when you got that diagnosis, did you already know what a TBI was? No. How did they explain that to you? It got explained to me when I... Entered brain rehabilitation okay. therapy. Brain camp. Brain camp. I yeah. call it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Anyone so it's out technically there not through, called brain camp? No, it's called brain rehabilitation. <laughs> I've been calling it brain camp this whole time. I call it brain, brain camp. <laughs> oh my God. It kind of makes, it puts like a, like a fun little hit, like ting on there, but it's not Trauma fun. with a fun spin. It's yeah. so not fun. <laughs> yeah, no. It's the only way I think I could get through it was call it a camp. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Fine. Totally fine. And everyone would look at me and be like, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally fine. For sure. I just don't know how I'm here and why or, or that, like what I should be doing, like, but it's cool. I'm fine. One eye is just twitching. Yeah. Like, it's all good. No worries. Everything's I can fine. I see half of your face, but it's cool. Everything's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so brain injuries and TBIs are a very life-altering, unspoken, invisible disease or injury, which is yeah. the hardest part, is that I did look fine, right? I had healed when I had my bra. Right. I would have taken the broken back over the brain injury 10 times. Damn. Because the broken back, you could see. If yeah. you looked at me, you could obviously tell I had a steel cage, like a steel cage 
like enveloping your whole body, right, like yeah. brace on. Yeah, right? it was very and, like and, Regina George. Yes, totally. <laughs> so sorry. And a, and a full blown like knee, like a boot, boot up to my knee. So yeah. I was like, definitely looked like a full blown crash victim for yep. you know seven months. But cool. that was it. It's not what it's. I mean, yes, it's nice to get sympathy. Let's be real. Right. That's because people nature. are more patient with you. People are yeah, more understanding. Like totally. it's the stuff that we want every day the for people to just part, like cut right. us a break. Yeah. The hardest part was when the cast and the brace went away. And people and don't I was see you as equally suffering in my if, head. If not more. If not more. Yeah. But the actual injury had been healed. Yeah. So that was hard. Is hard. Yeah. And I, I think like a lot of people suffer from things like that that you can't see. Totally. I was just gonna say, I think people with mental illness will really relate yep. to this as well. Anyone who struggles with depression, anxiety, yep. bipolar disorder, the invisibleness of it. Yeah. Is hard. And the feeling, although what you may what may depress you or give you anxiety or yeah. mean is far vastly different from each other. Right. But the feeling is exactly the same. Totally. It just is life. Altering. It doesn't matter it over. what yeah. causes it or why you are depressed or why you feel that way. It doesn't matter. Yep. And people that feeling can't see is it. the same. Yeah. And no one can see it. And it's hard, really hard. So yeah. I remember the whole invisible disease thing was interesting when I heard that about TBIs because it, it's like, oh, yeah, I wish people could see it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sympathy goes a long way and understanding yeah. goes a just long way. Just patience and compassion. Just patience. And you just yeah. truly, I mean, everyone always says this, right? You never know what anyone's going through, yeah. what struggles people are going through. And that's so true. Yeah. And f- just physically wise, you don't know. You have no idea. Right? You don't know what they're physically going through or feeling. Mentally, emotionally. Right. All so of my it. whole life path is just to show you anyone that comes in my path that it's going to be okay. You can be me with any struggle in life, or you can be you also of the best version of you with whatever you're going through now. Yeah. And 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 still with those, right? right. I still have things for my brain injury. I still have bad days and anxious yeah. days. And but I, I show up. I'm here. I got through it. And I'm here to offer a compassionate place for women to live life and hopefully yeah. learn from. And become stronger. Yeah. I feel like you are the perfect example of someone who can go through something really, really hard and concurrently at the same time, not instead of or after or whatever, still have joyful experiences. And both things can be true concurrently, right? Like you went through this awful thing. And at the same time, you found the love of your life and Mm -hmm. you had your puppy Mm -hmm. and you ended up having a baby. Like all of these really joyful things happened for you. Like you were saying with the concert, like if you're, you know, if you had stuff going on with your family, could you still go to the concert? Like in this period of your time, of your life rather, you had so much going on physically, emotionally, mentally, right? You're in so much pain, but you didn't let that stop you from experiencing joy in other areas of your life. I just had to keep going. Yeah. Right. And I think that's too, right? With as women, like we have to push through. Yeah. You have to. I mean, what else are you going to do? Right. I, I mean, mean, I guess like let all yourself. All I was doing in the moment drown. was just pushing through, knowing that this was going to get me somewhere. Yeah. And just knew that there was something better to come from it, yeah. and that's what I always try to tell you know anyone that that is maybe having a hard day or a hard time in life. Like, I do believe that people are put on this earth to go through hard things to teach others. Yep, I agree. And if it's not teaching, it's leading. Right, yeah. with an open mind. Totally. I find myself to, I think I'm a pretty open-minded person. Yeah, I can I can vouch <laughs> for that. <laughs> I just, you know, I respect everyone's path 
I, I trust that if you have come across mine, you're meant to be there for a reason. And I just think that you can't control so many things yeah. and what you can control. And even sometimes you can't control that. Right? Yeah. So it's like you're the mind is a very, very powerful thing. Mm-hmm. I think that the you know power, more than most people. <laughs> yes. Power of your mind is a true healer or the opposite thereof. Yeah. It can be your biggest enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Damn. when you've gone through something like that, you tend to see relationships and people for a whole, in a whole different light. Yeah. Do you think it made you more compassionate and patient with other people? Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. In fact, it, it made it almost on the opposite side, which I'm working on, right? Okay. Because I'm like, I've been through this and, and, oh. and you're complaining about, you know, your tire that is flat. Right. I'm Deal like, with get it. over it. Yeah. But also that to them is a really big deal and yeah. it disrupts their life yep. and their day and that's okay. And they might have something else going on that right. makes the tire seem like a bigger deal. what it is that caused them to feeling this way doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's that they're feeling that way and let's help Honor them it. with yeah. that feeling totally. and make them feel better despite why. Yeah. I love that. So, so the answer was actually yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes in, in no. a roundabout way, it's like bringing you to that point. But yeah. also all of this makes me kind of wonder and I don't have an answer for this. Shocking. Um, Do you think that our shared struggles and traumas and sorrows strengthen our relationships with others more than our joys? Mm, Yes, definitely. Unfortunately. I was just thinking like we bonded over something really hard. You and Nick went through that really hard thing together. Like he was there for you while you went through something really traumatic and it strengthened your relationship. When you go through all of what you've been through and then you help someone else who's gone through it too. Like you're now using this mm-hmm. as your leadership kind of platform almost, mm-hmm. right? For like teaching and connecting with others. Yep. You're connecting over that shared traumatic experience versus like a joyful triumph. And it's yep. not to say that we can't have those things with other people, but I'm wondering if this is kind of like the glue between humanity is our shared Definitely. struggle. I think absolutely. Yeah. I think it helps people bond, but it also, I think it's imperative to understand and see uh, the light, the big picture, yeah, right? Like the struggle is what bonds people, but it's also what brings you to where you are, right? So I, I'm who I am now and able to enjoy the life that I have because I know that I have this life now because of that, right? Because of that struggle. Because of the pain you've experienced right. so and if, you've overcome. If you don't use your, those things in like a positive way, yeah. then then you just suffer. Yeah. Right? And you struggle. Then it's really that, suffering without meaning. You were right, looking for the why, right? Right. right this is right. the why. This is the why. You can use it as raw material. In the moment you can't really see it. Yeah. But and all, that's okay. And that's okay. How yeah. could no one I mean, how can you expect someone to see something that they don't know is there? Right. Right? You just have to know that the struggles, if if God or life or a greater power, whoever your yeah. person is or spirit is that you believe in has put this time in your life, it's because it's meant for you to do more or yeah. you to be in a different place. Use and it for good. place will come or that person will come or that time will come. You just have to trust when you're in life in the moment that you're there for a reason yep. and that you have to be actually there and be present. And just live life as it is in front of you, whether it's good or bad, and just get through. 
Damn, girl. Period. <laughs> Period. Son. You can't it's drop a, the mic because you just get through. it's attached to <laughs> it's attached to a pole. And also Dan would be very upset. <laughs> Poor Dan. I'm so sorry. I wonder what this conversation would have been like if instead of rose we had cans here. Oh, I love me a good can. That's that's for next time. So that's the other thing. Yeah, it's like you know, people I've dealt with a lot of family related, you know, substance and abuse and and kind of alcoholism and things like that too. And so there's a whole other way of the world that lies on my shoulders with every decision I make or anyone in my world makes that's anything substance related. Yeah. So that's the other thing is you come to a point when you become 35 that you're like, oh, I trust that you're going to do what's best for you. Yeah. And if you don't, or if you're trying to figure it out, that's okay. I'm here to like, I got your back regardless. Yep. I'm not going to judge you if you drink wine at the end of your day or if you smoke weed or if you take a, whatever you do, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I trust that you got to do what you got to do yeah. to get you to show up the next day, Yeah. you know? And, and luckily I am fortunate to be in the position that I don't have Addiction. that gene yeah. in me. Right. Right. i all three of my brothers do, or two, my three, two other three brothers do, and that's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. And I feel really lucky that I'm able to have some coping mechanism, like drinking with my husband, because it's fun. Yeah. And we enjoy it, and right. we don't have a problem with it. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. Thank God. But you know, you do. Each person has to find their own thing to deal with their to deal with it, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Whatever it is. No judgment. No judgment. Yeah. Do your thing. Be healthy. Be balanced. Be, do, what do what you, what you have do. to do. No one else knows. Don't have shame. Own your shit. Yeah. Take the gummies. <laughs> smoke the weeds. <laughs> drink the drinks. Smoke the weeds. <laughs> all in moderation. You know, at the yeah. end of a work day. Yeah. Right? It's it, Take a load off. Right. It's like we're doing it at 9 a.m. Maybe it's a little bit different. But, you know, just do what you got to do. Yeah. Just and, come over and hang out with me and Courtney. Yeah. Maybe on the patio with a fire pit. Yeah, I mean, I'm can. all about treat yourself. <laughs> yeah, so, I know you are. Yeah, all about treat yourself and have no shame in your game and yeah. just kind of do what you have to do to get through and be the best person that you need to be to show up. And if you do what you got to do, get the help, take the things, <laughs> listen to the podcast, <laughs> read the books, you know, do the meditations, go on the walks, do the workouts. Yeah. some Everyone is so different. And there's so much out there now, which is actually the coolest part is that there really is so much out there now. There's so many things that are better than they ever were. Like, let's say gummies. Yeah. Right. Right. I didn't have those 10 years ago, five years ago, two years ago. Right. Like I, I was prescribed Ambien right when I was my early twenties and it was scary. Ambien's gnarly. So scary. Yeah. Like Ambient is much well, gnarlier like, than a gummy. Yeah, like fully like slept walk and slept oh. cooked and all kinds of stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. Really? So then introduce gummies, which yeah. is awesome, right? Now there's these things because of, of research that people have done probably because they suffered and struggled and needed yeah. help. I need some plants. They found these things, right? <laughs> so my whole thing is like benefit from other people's hard work. Yeah. And love take that. the gummies. Yeah. That's, do, do that's a form of help, right? Yeah. That's asking I mean, for help. So, someone created these things because they wanted them or saw a need for them. Yeah. And if that need fulfills yours, great. Brought to you by the Camino gummies in our fridge. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's been an honor and a privilege. No, but actually like 
This is the best. Thank you. This I'm so glad that everyone listening right now gets a dose of like what I get from you on a regular Aww. basis. Like when I come over and I'm like, make me feel better. Yeah, which I'll always think anyone, any, anyone that needs to feel better about any choice that they've made in life, I've got you. Yeah, like day one literally was like, do you want to be my best friend? Like, like, yes. You're like, I guess, like kind of scaring me. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm fine. Um, No, but actually, um, cheers again Mm. to you and to this and to asking for help. And to all those out there. Is that going to be a gross noise? I don't know. It's a good question. Keep going. That's kind of gross. my only advice. Just keep going. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Break it down to being like a baby again. You know, it's all about sleep hygiene. Yeah. It's all about the basics. Put your phone out of the other room. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Turn the lights off. Throw your phone in the garbage disposal. Like have a healthy sleep hygiene routine. Yeah, I need to get better at that. Yeah, it's like literally when I was in brain rehabilitation in the hospital, literally it's like they break it down to you being a baby again. Dang. You know, do these things that we do for our kids. I'm just a baby. Blackout drapes. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Noise machine. <sighs> yeah. Distracting lights and stimulating things. Get them out of the room so that your brain can shut off. Just be a baby. Take the brain outside <laughs> of the, uh, separate your brain from your emotions and do what the brain needs because typically, well, most times, yeah. emotional things and feelings and mental health is just a reaction to a physical problem or need. Wow. Yeah. And in kids too, right? My daughter has a huge, has a tantrum and she's literally trying to pull off the glass shower doors off the truck. Oh, good. As she's fully like screaming Screaming. bloody murder, Mm -hmm. which at that point as a parent, you're, you're scared. Yeah. Right. Like I'm actually intercepting her because I'm scared that she's going to like kill Kill herself. herself. Yeah. Right. So I'm not, nothing about it is me trying to teach her a lesson or or get her to stop or the tension is purely like, oh my God, she can't control whatever is happening to her. Mm -hmm. Like, what do I do? Dude, that's why I don't have kids. I have no idea. I mean, (laughs) shove her in the bath, in the bath, right? Put water. Just like football tackle. like Distract (laughs) some way and and hope it ends. But, you know, when that happened to me, which is a true story. Was this yesterday? This is like a couple weeks ago. (laughs) The next day, I'm like helping her brush her teeth. And I'm like, oh my God, there she's molars coming in. Oh. This was an emotional reaction to a physical thing. Yeah, totally. Tantrums, that's all tantrums are. Yeah. That's all most... Things are, you know, anxiety. That's what a lot of anxiety is, yeah. my personal belief. Or when, like, your needs aren't being a met. A lot of those physical reaction, physical feelings that we feel are because of emotional things that are deep, deep set yeah. or in there. Interesting. Or vice versa, really. Yeah. Like, the emotional reaction to a physical feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's interesting. It's all so basic, and we make it so hard on ourselves. I know. We twist it. Just so be much. a baby. Just it's go Just back to go the to basics. Bed. Go to bed. Go back to the basics. Be a baby who likes weed gummies. <laughs> yeah. If you have bad insomnia, then put your phone in another room. Yeah. Put your go to bed early. Put your drapes up. You got me the buy an aura. aura. Yeah, the aura <laughs> ring. Love that. Chels- I mean, sound, you know, Chels- sound so machine. Much. Yeah. White noise, but really the basics. Try that first. I'm gonna go to bed at like nine tonight. That's good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for supporting my vision. <laughs> I go to bed at like 10. But before accident, that with that being said, before what I do think is what caused seizure now is um, just that, right? Like trying to figure out all of the things, but not really needing to figure out anything at all, right? Lack of sleep, pressure, yeah. anxiety, social media. Yeah. I truly believe that those pressures are what caused me to have that 
seizure. Damn. That's yeah. a pretty big revelation. Yeah. And so there's a part of growing up that I've had to let go of the pressures of social media and being perfect in all aspects of my life. Yeah. Had to let go. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Right? Because you feel guilty and self-conscious and, you know, all the other things and all these people are doing more and better. And, right. But even um, queens aren't perfect. Everyone's got something going on. Yeah. So yeah. you just got to drop some things. And, yeah. and if you want need to take a break from social media— because Courtney you suggested. To, you have to heal something. <laughs> yeah. Do what you got to do. Yeah. We it's all going to it. be there. Yeah. It's still going to be there. I Those felt things so will be good. on the other side. And if people, you know, you lose relationships because of things, that, that's okay. New yeah. ones will come. If the clients, you know, you don't respond fast enough to their text and they go to someone else for that, that that's okay. Yeah. The someone world's not going to end. I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. And I know that that's actually pretty darn good. Yeah. And that I have faith in. Yeah. So. You're kicking ass. Yeah. I mean, some, some <laughs> days <laughs> more than others. It's but, fine. you know, it's all fine. Everything's it's fine. fine. Yeah. It's fine. You're fine. So how are you yeah. feeling now? I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. We were a little kind of antsy at the beginning and now yeah. everything's fine. I mean, a little bit of wine, you know, goes a long way. Yeah. How Here much we are. are. <laughs> we threw like half the bottle. It's pretty good for us. I mean, for me, I mean. For you. <laughs> Maybe me. Me, my husband, That is our coping mechanism yeah. is a drink at the end of the night, you yeah. know? And also I say too, that's okay. Yeah. If that's what your thing is, is with your partner, with yourself every night and yeah. you sit down and you have a glass it, of yeah. wine and you connect with yourself, with your partner. It's mindful and deliberate. It's that's not, like okay. you were saying, it's not, you are aware, like you're very in tune with your body and like you know that this is not... Um, addiction, and you've seen addiction yep. in your family. Yep. So you've made a very clear distinction, which I think is really important for people. Like, yeah. if you do notice, like, you're depending on it and, like, you can't get yep. through. I mean, life is hard, yeah. period. Let's just, like, be graceful with people yeah. and everyone yeah. because it's hard. And we all know that we're all dealing with something that makes days harder than others. And I'm just here to be me and hope that I can help people enjoy their days and get through. Yeah. Do your best, get through it. Yeah, with Be a nice bit to people. Of understanding of, you know, life and, and people and whatever triumphs they're going through. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much. This was fun. This is really fun. I want to do more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make this like a standing date trauma yeah, hour? Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you for leading the first yeah. issue edition totally. series episode of Trauma Hour. Yeah. How do you feel about Trauma Hour now? It's fun. Yeah. I like it. Good times. Unpacking. Yeah. I would listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> I would date me. I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, it's fine. So, yeah, where can our listeners, which is probably like your husband and my mom, where can they find you <laughs> and like get more from you and connect with you and all Ashen that stuff. Salon, Instagram, yeah. ashensalon.com, yeah. Courtney Rush, my handle is Blonde's Eye View. Yeah. Um, yeah. Around, cool. <laughs> around the Hoya. Always around. Say hi. You get an Aperol <laughs> Spritz yeah. at La Valencia with us. <laughs> I've, you know, I might be on a vacation somewhere, but either yeah. way, I'll respond when my brain tells me that I can. Yeah. You'll be with me in France. It's fine. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much. Thank I love you. you and love you. Cheers to Trauma Hour. Cheers. cheers. <laughs> and a big thanks to our sponsor, our Patreon subscribers. Thank you for supporting our brand new podcast. If you're interested in supporting even more and you haven't done that yet, you can head to patreon.com slash thisisfinepodcast. 
If you don't want to contribute financially or don't have the means, we would super appreciate hitting the subscribe button, as the kids on YouTube say. Like, comment, subscribe. You could leave us a five-star review if you think we've earned it. All of that supports our brand new show and keeps these fun conversations going. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you here next week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of This Is Fine. I've been your host, Dominique Michelle Astorino. We're based in San Diego, recording in studio at DLI Productions in Pacific Beach with Emmy Award-winning sound designer Dan De La Isla. This is a comedy and advice podcast, but for legal reasons, this entire podcast is a joke and none of it is medical advice. To download the transcript or learn more, visit thisisfinepodcast.com.